So Novak Djokovic won the Australian Open. Great. Cool. Let's move on. (laughs) Yep. I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. Truly. I just think it's kind of crazy that, like, this is the 10th time that this has happened. I just, like, I can't care about something happening for the 10th time. I guess it's, like, slightly interesting that the slam race is tied with Rafa, but, like, that's all. I'm just, I'm out here, like, Narvak Djokovic. (laughs) That's all. As someone who has seen all 10 of his wins, um, it really wasn't that special. Uh, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. People really thought it was special, though. I don't really get it because I've watched way better finals in my lifetime. I've watched way better Novak finals. I've watched way better Novak Australia finals. And that one was shitty. Sorry, Steph. Does Novak Djokovic have an anti-hero edit? (sighs) He really should. (laughs) Yeah, he he should. It's always the people that I don't think should have an anti-hero edit. Like, why does Andre Rublev have an anti-hero edit? Like, homeboy is not the anti-hero. Andre could not be farther from being an (laughs) anti-hero. Yeah, I mean, we're biased, but like, you know, whatever. I just think it's fascinating to me that no one born after 1987 has won the Australian Open, Roland Garros, or Wimbledon. Like, that is ridiculous. It is. Like, y'all step on it. Like, please take this from the old men, for fuck's sake, please. It's just, it's upsetting. It, it is. Oh. Especially uh, because, like, the old men aren't even playing that well. Like, I'm going to get on here and no. I'll be the first one to say it. Novak Djokovic did not play spectacularly. He was beatable. It would have been hard. It always is. But <laughs> these, these people who are playing him, they're children get over it. It's just sad. It Yeah, it is. I don't know. It's just like, and the tournament was really fun. And like, you know, lots of mix em ups, lots of interesting matches. And then the end, it's just like, okay, Novak won. Like, I just can't, I just don't care. Yeah. I'm just so disinterested. And apparently everyone else is too, because the ratings for the Australian Open final were so down on the men's side. Women, Ooh. they ate. They ate it up. But the men... Well, it wasn't as good as last time because, you know, an Australian wasn't in the final. But whatever. That's okay. Whatever. It's fine. One thing I need to do before we get into anything else, I need to issue an apology to Margot Robbie. Oh, okay. Okay. And I think we all owe Margot Robbie an apology. Like Victoria Justice voice, we all owe Margot Robbie an apology. (laughs) And the apology that I think we owe Margot Robbie specifically is all Steph said was that she's his favorite actress. He did not say, like, he has a crush on her, like, he thinks she's really pretty. Like, none of that stuff. He specifically called out her acting ability. And I just want to say, um, slay. Like, good for her. (laughs) No, but I want to say I'm sorry, because I do feel like everyone took that as, like, obviously he has a crush on her. But, like, he never said that. I don't know what Molly you're taking. What is the quote? (laughs) I don't know if your brain your brain is scrambled from all the Molly you take. <laughs> I just, my brain is so scrambled, but no, like that's uh, that's just what I want to apologize to her for. Like I feel bad that everyone was like, oh, obviously he can't actually think that she's his favorite actress. Like he, it just has to be because she's really pretty. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Margot. I also think you're a really good actress. I don't know. I feel bad. I mean, but she's also really pretty. <laughs> Like, lest we forget. I mean, fair. But, like, that's not what Steph was saying. No. But when he's such a himbo, can you really blame us for thinking that's what he was saying? It's on us, but... No. Anyway, that's the apology that I want to issue to Margot Robbie. I just had to get it out of the way. Because she's definitely listening. She's one of our our audience, clearly. I don't 
know. Like it was some, it was some, imp, uh, some implicit bias on my part, and I apologize. We love, we love accountability and owning up for one's actions. <laughs> we actually don't love accountability. <laughs> <laughs> you don't love accountability. <laughs> no, I don't. So anyway, we're starting off. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Like I started this off being like, oh yeah, we don't have anything to talk about because this week has felt like more of an off season than like the actual off season did. But um, we have a few different like sections of topics. I've organized them into on court, off court, and in court. <laughs> and then we have a game. So mm-hmm. um, lots to cover, actually, weirdly. Yeah. Us talking for a while and a concept. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Um, sure. Okay, so back to Novak, unfortunately. Okay. Like, Ugh. I promise we really won't talk much about Novak, but like, mm-hmm. we just kind of have to. I just need everyone to have a little less respect for Novak Djokovic. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I yeah. get it that he keeps winning slams and whatever. Like, that's not going to help my case. So people need to have a little less respect for him. But like... I want people out here who feel as though they can beat him. Like, I, I, frankly, the Holger Rune replying to, there was an Instagram comment of someone saying, like, ugh, I, I am so annoyed by all of these guys who, like, Novak is so clearly the best and they all just, like, crouch down and, like, don't try and win when they're against Novak. And then Holger responds and he's like, hey, did you watch the final of the Paris Masters? <laughs> which i love it honestly is iconic and i'm kind of so good unfortunately gained some liking for holger oh i had so much fun watching a holger match today so like i don't even know what i'm talking about like am i a holger stand now did he put a curse on me i think he might have but also since he (laughs) lost to andre i can't hate him as much that's true that's fair um we're recording this on february 11th which happy birthday daniel and hubie beachy dubs um maybe hubie and daniel no one is putting hubie's birthday first and i feel bad for him like we're just on the wrong side of twitter okay you show me the hubie side of twitter like i'd actually would like to go over there it seems fun that's what i'm saying like if y'all are on the hubie side of twitter please start sending us tweets so we can migrate over there as well because Mm -hmm. i would love to be there yeah if you're also on the matteo berrettini side of twitter but people are tweeting things in english because that's my issue with matteo accounts is they're all in italian (laughs) i would love to be there be so, the change you want anyway. to see in the world, Miranda. <laughs> I may as well be. And then I tweet about Mateo and get absolutely no interaction. Like, it's it's crazy. It's just me stalking your Twitter account all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just, like, I need people to, like, beat me even Novak Djokovic. Like, it's just annoying. I need some of these boys to have the audacity mm-hmm. um, and to stop thinking about Novak Djokovic as Novak Djokovic. Because that's how you're going to beat him, is by just playing him like a normal person. And granted, yeah, he's really good at tennis, annoyingly, but he's not (laughs) unbeatable. No one is unbeatable. Thanks, Holger Runa. Thanks, Holger Runa. Thanks to Neil Medvedev, stopping him from Mm -hmm. getting the career slam. Chef's kiss. Calendar slam. He's got the career slam. Oh, yeah, yeah, calendar (laughs) slam. My apologies. (laughs) How dare I He was so right for that. But anyway, it's just like kind of, it's just getting ridiculous to me at a certain point. Like I just, it's so interesting. There's so much intrigue. And then it's like, oh, he won again. Cool. Great. Great. Awesome. Amazing. Anyway, I also, you know, there's like, he's petitioning the US to get let in for Indian Wells. I want to let him in. Like I I don't really care. I want to let him in selfishly because I have a grounds pass ticket for Indian Wells and... If he goes to Indian Wells, he's definitely going to be on the stadium court that I don't have access to. So my faves are more likely to be on outside courts and I'll, I'm more likely to see them. So (laughs) 
personally um, let them in so that I can see more of my faves at Indian Wells. Mm-hmm. Do us a favor, Novak, for once in your fucking life. <laughs> but I also want Taylor to defend. So like, maybe don't let him in. My bingo board really needs it. <laughs> Double-edged sword. It is. Maybe he gets Holgaruna at some point and Holgaruna will take him out. True. One thing that I want to talk about is I'm back in my Borna Chorich era, which I say as though I ever left. Like, I... Yeah. I was surprised by this in our notes document. I'm not going to lie. I was like, you left? Like, girly pop. <laughs> you didn't leave in my DMs, but... <laughs> no, I'm ready to be back in back uh, back in my Borna Chorich era on main, I think. That's the okay. difference. Okay. Like, the DMs and... <laughs> on main are two very different scenarios, frankly. <laughs> They really are. <laughs> they're getting, I will say, they're getting closer, closer to on main, the people that I, you know, that I am thirsty in the DMs for. Um, not their DMs, like other people's DMs. <laughs> yeah, you're not thirsting in Borna's actual DMs. No, oh my <laughs> that God, would can you weird. imagine? It would be weird. I don't know why, but it, w- it would be weird. Yeah, I don't know. Borna Torch just looked really good on that pink Montpellier court this week. That's all I'm going to say. And he looks good every week as long as he keeps his hair long like that. Mm-hmm. The haircut was not as bad as we initially feared. And like, that's that's all we can hope for. Yeah, truly. Um, one of the things when we were planning for this episode is we solicited some questions. We were like, everybody, can you please give us some questions? Because we don't have things <laughs> to talk about. And then now suddenly, like, our notes talk is four pages long. But it's fine. Yeah. We're sorting this as on-court, off-court, and then in-court. The question that we have for on-court section, we have two questions, both from Kay. Shout out Kay. Ooh, hey Kay. (laughs) Thoughts on racket abuse like Bublix yesterday. So if you didn't see the video, I don't know how you wouldn't have seen this video because it was everywhere, but Alexander Mm -hmm. Bublix was playing a match in Montpellier, maybe? Yes. Okay. Yep, because he was defending. Yes, and he was losing, and so he smashes one racket, then goes to his bench, and the commentators are like, oh, he's getting a new racket. Nope, grabs another racket, smashes that one, then goes for a third racket. So in like 30 seconds, he has smashed three rackets. His wife and child are in the audience, in the player box, Mm -hmm. watching him have this meltdown tantrum. And Mm -hmm. then he just, you know, continues on as though nothing happened. Katie, do you have thoughts? Like, how did you feel seeing that video? I'm generally always going to be disappointed when people racket smash. Mm Because I just don't find it to be necessary. Like, grow up. Okay? It's a game. Literally, grow up. You're someone's dad. Stop smashing rackets. Literally. Like, I can really see you're someone's dad. Like, this is a game. I will say, like... On one hand, I do understand it. And Sasha Bublik, I think we can all say, is not known for his emotional maturity. Um, <laughs> I think that's a given at this point. Fair. Sometimes when players do stuff like this, like smash a racket, hit a ball into somewhere, get angry with themselves, they usually end up playing a little bit better because they've had this release of emotion. Again, don't love it, not condoning it. He didn't even come back and win. So like, it's a double fucking whammy. If you can't even, if you smash three rackets and then don't win, now you just really look like an asshole. And like, yeah, I just, uh, it's not here for it. It's not a good look. And it's just like, it's so emotional and very immature and Mm -hmm. It makes me very, like, uncomfortable to see him 
express his anger in that kind of way, like in front of his wife and child, makes me very uncomfy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all. I don't like it. So, like, Mm-mm. thoughts on racket abuse? They're they're not good. Like, I don't I don't like to see it. Um, I'm almost never feeling good about it. Like when people are mm-hmm. hitting themselves with rackets, people hitting, you know, the rackets on <laughs> stuff. We don't like to see it. Katie, you missed it. But during Taylor's match, he um, got broken and hit himself in the face with the racket multiple times. Anyway. Oh my God. They're all <sighs> hanging out with Andre too much. <laughs> not, really not what you want to see. But um, no. yeah, the thing that I would rather, would much rather see is like an expression of anger during these things is the pettiness and the drama. And I want to use this opportunity to talk about the match that I watched this morning between Holger Runa and Maxime Cressy in Montpellier. And I'm loving Montpellier just because I think the court is stunning. Like, I love that pink and blue court. It's Mm -hmm. so gorge. But they were playing a match and Holger was getting upset about how Maxime was kind of slowing him down. So there was a moment that I saw when Holger hit a serve and Maxime like wasn't even on the court. He was like <laughs> off at his bench changing his racket and he and Holger hit a serve and like the umpire didn't give him a point for it and he complained. <laughs> he was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> Which in all like in all defense to Holger, I, I understand you should play at the server's pace and I do believe that firmly. However, I'm going to be someone who says that having a racket to return and a racket to serve is fucking stupid. <laughs> Because that's what Maxime Cressy does. And it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid until the tension is exactly the same and he's just doing it to piss off his opponent. <laughs> he's just doing it to instill doubt in his opponent and distract his opponent. Non-zero chance, just saying. Like, I don't know. He was he was writing stuff down in his journal today. <laughs> yeah. Then there was also a moment where, yeah, Maxime Cressy, known for his notebook, and he writes things down. And one time he wrote down instilled doubt, like one of the cameramen zoomed in on his journal <laughs> to see what he wrote down. Um, but the, the other thing that happened fairly soon after that was um, there was a moment when Maxime was about to serve. So now Maxime's on serve. And Holger pauses him and like goes down and fixes his shoe and then comes back up and is like okay i'm ready to return now once holger's ready to return max goes oh no i'm going back to the ball kit and getting different balls (laughs) it was just so like it was subtle it was petty it was comedy like i was here cracking up and like that's the entertainment that i want because i Mm -hmm. think it's salty and funny then there was also a moment when holger had to take like a little medical time out because he hit himself in the knee with his racket at one time and like skinned his knee while he went to his bench for some reason maxim cressy's coach was basically sitting like right behind his bench and you know right next to darren cahill but i digress (laughs) yeah (laughs) maxim was like Fully having a conversation with his coach, which is against the rules. Like, in Mm -hmm. Holger's defense, it's against the rules. And you (laughs) won't hear me be in Holger's defense very often. But Holger said this and, like, called it out to the umpire. Like, he's talking to us. And the umpire was like, whatever, just do your medical timeout. It's fine. (laughs) Just have a juice box and, like, chill out, little kid. Um, But it was just funny. And then he's, like, writing things down in his notebook, talking to his coach, and, like, just upsetting Holger Runa. Like, I don't know if they were actually exchanging anything that was particularly helpful. Maybe they were because he won. But, but Maybe. that's the stuff that I would much rather see. Like, that's 
that's the drama that I'm more interested in. Another thing that I love from Montpellier was that moment where Lorenzo Sonigo and Yonic Sinner were like, they did this amazing point and then they like <laughs> high-fived afterwards. Like that's what I want to see. Either be like so funny about being besties or be funny about being salty against each other and like that's where I'm interested. Like, that's when I lock in. Like, I don't care about your racket yeah. smash. It's boring. Like, have some creativity. Do something yeah. interesting. Then the other on-court question that also came from Kay was predictions for next week's tourneys. So I don't think she means Montpellier, Dallas, and Cordoba because those are, I don't know, they may as well yeah. be done. Like They're going to be done by the time y'all hear this, so. <laughs> True. So next week for Buenos Aires, which... My predictions, Carlos and Buenos Aires. Same. Uh, my prediction in Rotterdam. I hope it's Daniil. I need Daniil to get like a tight. I need him to have a win, like a mm. big win. I really need a Steph and um, final. And then Delray Beach. Delray Beach is Taylor mm. for me. I don't know who else is in Delray, so I can't. Honestly, like nobody that interesting. Just Taylor. Taylor Fritz is the first seed. Then yeah, Tommy Paul. And then Shapo, Meow Meow, mm. Yoshi. Okay. JJ Wolf, Ben Shelton. Not too bad, actually. Might actually tune into some of those. Marcus, Mackie. Yeah, you know, but like you get down there yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> Rotterdam is obviously the most oh, stacked, yeah. but that's because it's a 500 and not a 250. Oh, yeah. Can't believe we have a potential for a Steph Yannick second round in Rotterdam. That's the one I'm going to be looking for. I am just so excited for Rotterdam. Mm-hmm. First, no round one buys. You love to see it. Love it. And also, it's just such a stacked field that, like, every match is, from the very beginning, is going to be a banger, which, like, you'd think you'd be more excited for slams or something, but it takes so long for good people to start playing each other. But Mm -hmm. at this, it's like, you know, you have interesting matches first round. I love it. Yeah. Any other predictions for Buenos Aires, Rotterdam, and Delray Beach? Only prediction, and it's not really a prediction. It is um, half a dream and a full-on hope of finally getting our Stefanel final. Pray. I'm not optimistic, but I am praying. I don't know which of the gods is going to answer that one for me, but I pray. I'm praying to every single god, my mouth to every god's ear. I'm begging, please. I need it for my mental health. <laughs> Yeah. And will this be the first Carlos match since Paris? Yes. Yes, it will Interesting. be. Interesting. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Is Buenos Aires on clay? Yes. Mm, interesting. Okay. Oh my gosh. I meant to say this with, ugh, I had the thought and then it went away. Maxime Cressy, he won today. He beat Holger. So already up, moving up my tier list of, of loves. But his accent is so cute. I don't know if it's specifically very blended because he's currently in France and he's French-American mm, or American-French. Mm-hmm. He was born in Paris, but moved to America, I think maybe even just for college and went to UCLA, but love love UCLA. Um, and I think maybe that's when he moved there, but I don't even know. I don't know either, but he has the cutest blended American-French accent. Some of the words he says will sound American and some of the words he says will sound French. And it's mm-hmm. just... It's the most adorable accent I think I've heard um, in a long while. And I love it. I, want, I would listen to him speak the dictionary to me. Yeah, I, I would watch him speak the dictionary to me too. I wouldn't just listen. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'd be watching. That's why I turned on that match. I was like, mm, I could I could go for looking at Maxime Cressy right now. Sounds fun. <laughs> and you know, Certainly didn't turn it on for Holger. <laughs> nope, I did not. So 
moving to the off-court things, because honestly, like, this is really our specialty, I think, is covering, mm-hmm. like, what these people are doing off-court. I feel like, you know, the, the Taylor Swift lyric in um, Blank Space, where she says, I love the players and you love the game. That's that's what I mm-hmm. feel like we are. We love the players. It and is. Other people love the game. We also love the game, but like... Yeah, but like, I don't care about the game if the players aren't fascinating. True. That's why we don't care about Novak Djokovic. Exactly. I could not care less. So this is off court because it's not a tennis Mm. court, but it's a different kind of court technically it's so a basketball court <laughs> yes francis tiafo has been selected to play on the nba all-star celebrity game basketball game <laughs> so i'm very excited yeah. for him like this is kind of a, a big deal on francis's team is Dwayne wade janelle monet and 21 savage just to drop like a few names in there and then the other side has fewer names that i recognize but it also has more athletes so i don't know maybe they'll win but very interesting to me and big ups to francis big ups to francis's agent like good job you're doing great mm-hmm. honestly francis's agent i don't know who it is you're doing a great job great job if you'd like to book him on our podcast <laughs> get him in here <laughs> Apparently, Francis has, like, never played basketball before, which I think is interesting and, like, probably won't be good. It probably won't be. But he has to have, he has hand, great hand-eye coordination, so it won't be, like, True. a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. What if he played basketball with a racket? <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd, like, break his wrist. That would hurt so it's bad. It's, like, too heavy. It's definitely too heavy, but I think it's funny. It'd be so funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. I won't be tuning in because I couldn't, I do not care about <laughs> basketball in the least, but I'm happy for Absolutely him. Absolutely not. Don't care. Who would you want to play if they, if they did an, an ATP all-star celebrity tennis tournament, who would you want to play? Oh yeah. What celebrity would you want to see play in a tennis tournament? First thing in my brain was Marco Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Marco Robbie versus Steph. I would I love that. Care. I mean, this is really reaching for the stars, but Taylor Swift, she has a tennis mm, court. Um, I've seen Joe Alwyn hit a serve, so maybe yeah. Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift. I would also love to see Zendaya and Josh O'Connor mm. and the other guy that's going to be in Challengers, whose name I don't <laughs> know yet. This is all right off the top of my head, Katie. It seems like I prepared for this. I didn't. I've it just really been preparing does. for this question my whole life. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet because he lives in Pete Sampras's old house so he has like a really Mm. good practice court they could have the tournament at Timothy Chalamet's house (laughs) the next question that we got was also from Kay once again shout out Kay thank you so much for sending us a bunch of questions that we you know love you we love you giving us content I appreciate it um so thoughts on recent player photo shoots like the Australian Open winner shoot the GQ photo shoot and Casper's Vogue shoot so we talked about the GQ photo shoot but obviously we didn't talk about the Australian Open winner shoots um Um, And we haven't talked about Casper's Vogue shoot because it came out after that. So the Australian Open winner shoot, Sabalenka gave us everything. Like she ate and left no crumbs and it was absolutely incredible. Novak Djokovic, go girl, give us absolutely nothing. Nothing. But he's won this 10 times. What does he care? Um, He should care to give us something. If he's going to be yeah. so boring in the final that I'm falling asleep. Well, you were also falling asleep because it was 5 a.m. Shh. They don't need to know that. <laughs> they can do the math. It's fine. But I was falling asleep from absolute boredom. Yeah. Like, you can at least give us a fun photo shoot. Like, please. Mm-hmm. I know if, if, if doesn't exist. But <laughs> if Steph had won... Mm. Do you think he would have shaved before the photo shoot? I bet he would have been an asshole and I bet he would have. I And I would have hated him forever for it. I would have never mm-hmm. forgiven him. Back to jail you never. go. Straight into jail. It's just, it's so ridiculous to me how he 
refuses to look his best, but I, I digress. More on that later. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> Coming up, news at 11. <laughs> Casper's Vogue shoot. One of my favorite parts about that was I sent the photos to our friend, our Norwegian friend, and he was like, I didn't even know there was a Vogue Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fair enough. Which honestly does make me laugh, but it surprises me because this Norwegian friend is very specifically into culture, into pop culture, but Vogue is something that is so gay. And Mm -hmm. our Norwegian friend is gay and like he's into gay culture. Like that's a thing that he's into. So the fact Mm -hmm. that he didn't know about Vogue Scandinavia says more about Vogue Scandinavia. (laughs) Yeah. What are y'all doing? (laughs) But now he does. Now Casper, Casper Rude putting Vogue Scandinavia on the map. On the map looking absolutely incredible like what was your favorite fit i liked the the jeans with the rips and the open shirt so good i also liked the stairs like that photo from up above and oh Mm -hmm. my god sorry the bathtub picture that's what i was my life ruined my my life rude in my life oh god my personal favorite was the bathtub photo it's so good that open shirt one like it that like that just composition of like a slightly open shirt is just he's like does things to me standing in the window way like leaning a little bit like the lean yeah absolute perfection casper's in his fashion era and i love to see it love to see it and it's so funny to me because i think about him on a tennis court and i'm like who are you you're an npc it's the headband it is the headband comes off the tennis court and i'm like i i would fold immediately oh yeah Uh, instantly let you do whatever you want. I just love Casper. I wish we got more player photo shoots. Like, and I, I don't know. I just like need them mm-hmm. for certain people. You get the same people over and over again. And I'm just like, it's time for Andre Rublev to have another one. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing I will say about the big three though, is that they're not hogging up the photo shoots. <laughs> Unless they win. Well, Rafa used to. I've seen one of Rafa's, like, shirtless, like, underwear modeling photos in a museum, Katie. I Mm -hmm. went to a museum and it was hanging on the wall. Yeah. Well, he's art, so. Yeah. It was incredible. That was also, what, 10 years ago? So he's not taking up current photo shoot space, which I appreciate. Well, I mean, Novak is by winning the Australian Open. Okay. But, like, that's... Yeah, but they're not, like, calling Novak and being like, you're so hot and sexy. Let's take a picture of you. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I bet there, uh, there's someone out there that's doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's Vogue Serbia then? Like, put me yeah. on your cover instead. Also, okay. thank you so much. Actually, no. Put, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say that man's name. Ella's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Krajanovic, I think. Yeah. Um, or Meow Meow. Meow Meow is fine. Meow Meow and Casper, just together, you know, taking over Vogue. <laughs> what did you What did you say people were were telling Novak Djokovic? I was going to tell a joke and now I can't remember it. That they're not saying like, you're so hot, come do photo shoots for us. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was, people aren't saying you're so hot and sexy, come do photo shoots with for us. Yeah, and I was going to say, oh no, I know what I'm going to DM Borna Torich. <laughs> You're so hot and sexy. Come do a photo shoot. <laughs> Honestly, I bet he'd be down. I really do. Maybe we're just overestimating his personality, but like that hotel picture, like man knows what he's doing. I gotta go. Okay, I'm glad we're having a little bit of fun because I oh, the, no. the mood is about to shift a little bit. So the next thing was another question that we got, and this was from Nick, and this is about Phoebe Bridgers and Margaret Court. I don't know if Margaret <laughs> Court has responded to this since then. It's mostly really about Phoebe Bridgers. I never thought that's a sentence that I would ever hear in my life. Phoebe Bridgers mm-hmm. versus Margaret Court. <laughs> 
Phoebe's winning. That's all I'm she gonna is. say. Yeah. So I was trying to find a, an article about this instance from like a non-Australian source, but it was kind of hard. Like only Australians were talking about this, and like tennis fans, normal people really didn't care. Mm-hmm. But the one like kind of you know article that I was able to find was via NME. So you know reliable source in terms of like reporting about things that happen at concerts. <laughs> Yeah. At least that's what I know from my pop music in Britain class, where my <laughs> professor in that class told us that we were able to source enemy for things. So oh, here I am you. sourcing enemy. This is all from straight from enemy. Thank you so much. Phoebe Bridgers led a crowd in Melbourne enchanting fuck Margaret Court while playing at an arena named after the tennis player. So Margaret Court played tennis professionally between 1970 and 1977, and she has been critical of same-sex marriage in Australia, publicly opposing reforms to laws in the country in the past. She also has 24 slams. So like, if that doesn't make people shut up about the slam race and like the goat debate, I don't know what will. Like, mm-hmm. we're let's not have our main like barometer of success in tennis be something that Margaret Court is winning. Like, please, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yep. So in 2019, Margaret Court claimed that her past comments were from quote a different phase in her life where than where she is now while asking Tennis Australia to celebrate the 50th anniversary (laughs) of uh, her final Grand Slam. So she was like, celebrate my retirement. Like, I've changed. And it's like, no, girly pop, like, you have not not me calling Margaret Court girly pop. (laughs) So I'm not going to give, like, the actual comments that she's made any more airtime, but it's just crazy, like, a common running theme in other things that we're going to talk about in this, like, off-court slash (laughs) in-court section is these people love, like, hiding behind their relationships religion and like any other kind of excuses that they can make for their like shitty beliefs, <laughs> shitty actions. So mm-hmm. uh, Margaret Court, you're just a bigot lady. Like not all religious people are bigoted. <laughs> Don't blame it on your religion, please. You're giving everyone else a bad name. So anyway, Phoebe's response to this, um, and I kind of love her for this. I kind of love her not just like ignoring it and just playing the show anyway. So she took to took a moment to address the venue's namesake while she was doing her concert. So Margaret Court. Fuck that stupid ass, dumbass bitch. Fuck that stupid cunt. Change your name. And then eventually it's like, change your name. She wasn't talking about Margaret Court changing her name. She was talking about the arena changing its name. Yeah. Yeah. Because they should. And then, like, the crowd's just chanting, like, fuck Margaret Court, which is very cool. The other kind of thesis of what she was saying, that, like, hate is kind of undervalued, like, and it's sort of a weird white supremacist idea that hate is bad or something. You know what I mean? It's like hate is like what moves I love how much she says like. It's so relatable to me. (laughs) Um, It's like hate is like what moves things throughout history. I hate that stupid bitch. Hate is how you protect yourself. What, are you never supposed to be angry ever? I'm like, she's so right for this. People are like Margaret Court are the only ones allowed to hate because her hate is supported by her religious views or whatever. Like, how are we ever going to hold people to a higher standard? That's our thoughts. I mean, you know, Team Phoebe. I don't care. Like, I do care. That's what I mean. But like, you know, Team Phoebe, I don't care how many slams Margaret Court has. Like, you're hateful and annoying and you're tacky and I hate you. Yeah. Like, just because you're good at tennis does not mean that you deserve respect for having really shitty views that actually affect millions of people. Like, so true. I'm sorry. Fuck you. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a billion Mm -hmm. years old. I don't care if you won 24 slams. If I saw you, I would punch you in the face. 
that's a joke for legal reasons. <laughs> Margaret Court gets punched in the face. It wasn't me. <laughs> Just Katie beating up the elderly. She did have like her, didn't she have like medals or something stolen from her house? Yeah, or like trophies or something. And I'm like, I don't care. So true of them. I hope they melted it down. I hope they sold it for a lot of money at a pawn shop. I hope you got your bag, sis. Do you have anything else to say about Margaret Court? I don't want to give her any more airtime. I think you pretty much summed up both of our thoughts. And also Phoebe. Actually, Phoebe summed up all of our thoughts pretty succinctly. So true. And yeah, I just don't, you know, I just think we need to let her fade into oblivion. Like, just Mm -hmm. fuck off, Margaret. Maggie if you will. This is really like quite a switch up. And honestly, Mm -hmm. this took so much thought from me. So much thought. I've spent, this is my maladaptive daydream. So our next question that we got (laughs) was from Lavanya and this, she asked for an ATP best hair contest top 10. And so we each have our own top 10 list. I don't think we have like, we don't have a combined top 10 list. So I'm interested to see who's going to be on both of our lists. Mm -hmm. And I think we should start from 10 and go up. I just have a list of people. (laughs) Oh, okay. Do you have them at least like tier ranked? Uh, Sort of. Well, how about you give me your 10 and then we'll see what we have in common or how I, you know. Okay. I don't know. I have mine like kind of like, yeah, like grouped into pairings, not pairings. Okay, so the I had a few different sort of categories, and yeah. um, overall, my I had like overall favorites, and then I had a category for uniqueness, I had a category for mm-hmm. consistency, and I had a category for when it hits, it hits. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know, there's people that sometimes have a few off days, but like when it's good, it's good. Okay, yeah. So okay. my number ten, <laughs> this one I, I would put in the uniqueness category and everybody get out your Google because this is a deep cut, but Raphael Matos. <laughs> it's like big pause there because I'm not saying it at all. Um, you know, the most famous tennis Raphael. Anyway, if you don't know who this man is, I described him to Katie as like, he looks like a Targaryen. He's got like this long mm-hmm. blonde hair that he like puts up into a bun and it's just so like smooth and like looks mm-hmm. soft and nice. That's my number yeah. 10 is going to Rafael Matos. Yeah, he's he's very handsome. Um, also do really like his hair. What I'm hearing is he's not on your list. No, he's okay. not. I don't think my number nine is going to be on your list either. And my number nine, mm-hmm. um, he falls into the uniqueness category as well. Um, I think okay. all of my, my bottom three all fall into the uniqueness category. <laughs> but that's fine. Like, I'm like, I value you, but like, you're not, you know, top tier. I love how long, straight, blonde hair is unique. (laughs) (laughs) A man? Sure. Yeah, fair. Okay, fair enough. Like, okay. Um, My number nine is Michael Emer. (gasps) He's on mine too. Oh my God. Great. Okay, amazing. Mm -hmm. I didn't think he was going to be on your list, but he's got a great hair situation happening and I really love to see it. It's unique. Like, you know who you're seeing and Mm -hmm. you love to see it. You'll you'll notice with mine, I have a theme of, I didn't put anyone who has like really short hair unless you're very Mm -hmm. like, unless you have a uniqueness to you. Should I talk about my number eight who has uh, short hair and a uniqueness? (laughs) Who's also probably, who is also on mine. (laughs) Yeah, but okay. My number eight is Cam Nori because again, uniqueness with the little gray peach piece in his hair. And Katie, I don't think you were going to put him on your list until I brought him up. I wasn't. um, But then you brought him up and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm right. (laughs) You are right. Which is, honestly, I think I must be still sick because um, (laughs) I truly love that silver streak in Cam's hair. Like, Mm -hmm. it it, it raises him from, like, a seven 
two and an eight at least. Like it gives him a full point for me because I love that silver streak. Would you say it's the genesee quoi his face desperately <laughs> needs? Honestly, I would say speaking that's Speaking of beard, our Norwegian but... friend. <laughs> yeah, speaking of... He said that to someone. We were like, shook. Um, uh, about someone's bangs, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do kind of agree. I don't think his face like desperately needs that or anything. But it is no. a little genesee quoi that just kind of like spices things up a bit. It's on my list of things I love about Cam Nori. His NFT behavior is not. We move. My number seven. He falls into the consistency category. I've never looked at this man's hair and been like, mm, not for me. Okay. Felix Ojeali, I see him. Fair. Mm-hmm. Great. Consistent. Always looks good. Never is yeah. like mind blowing, but like, yeah. you know, every day is a good hair day for Felix. My number six. Mm-hmm. And this is, people are going to be shook. People are going to be screaming, crying, throwing up. Oh, no. Number six is where I'm putting Steph. Oh, okay. Katie's face. You guys can't see it, but Katie's face just like twisted in a way. <laughs> She's like, oh, wow. Because here's the thing. Like when it, he's in my when it hits, it hits category. Because when it's good, yeah. it's very good hair. But I've said it before, the deep conditioning situation, like he needs to get a little bit more moisture in there. And also like sometimes it's just not shaped, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it needs a little shaping. To the salon. <laughs> People are going to come for me, especially Lavanya, because they specifically put a picture of Steph. Yeah. Um, and Steph does not even crack my list. Whoa. Because, and I'm going to give my reasoning, I didn't put anyone on this list if their hair only, if I thought their hair only looked good when they're sweaty, which is the only time I think Steph's hair looks really good and like worthy of being on this list. I'm shook. Like sometimes his hair does look good, but like, if it's not dripping wet from his sweat, <laughs> I don't want it. Here's the thing, though. He's so sweaty that it often is. Exactly. But, like, I, like I'm this, that's the same reason I didn't put Maxine Cressy on this list. Because, like, Maxine Cressy's hair looks really good when it's, like, wet from sweat. Again, I don't agree. I think both of these guys, their hair looks great when it's dry. I mean, it looks, it looks great, but does it look amazing? Does it not? Mm-hmm. Do I'm, like, mm. Yeah. You know, there's a certain je ne sais quoi that I just, it doesn't have one. Speaking of, number five, Maxime Cressy. <laughs> I'm getting into my my four through one. These are people I know are on Katie's list. I'm, I'm like 98% sure all of these guys are on Katie's list. So I'll go through them quickly. Maxime was in a, which category did I put him in? When it hits, it hits. Mm-hmm. And this person is also in when it hits, it hits. And that's Andre Rublev. I know a lot of people are going to be mm-hmm. upset to see him so low down, but like number four overall is quite good. On occasion though, I'm like, it's too long or like, I don't know. On occasion, there's like little small issues that make it so he's not top tier, but Andre is my number four. Katie, was he your number one? Was not my number one. Well, I didn't have a number one, but he did go into the category of like hair that I just love looking at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like very mm-hmm. specifically all the time. Because there's also the factor with these like guys hair and this is also what i think like put knocks on specifically steph and maxime brunettes i love brunettes and i know you're a brunette Miranda. <laughs> but brunettes are a little bit boring i don't know sometimes my hair is lighter than steph's and apparently some people think steph is blonde oh so apparently you're blonde Miranda. oh my god i was also blonde as a baby like <laughs> so was i and i'm definitely not blonde now no you are not <laughs> Nope. Actually, actually, Miranda, you are blonde because Prince George is blonde. I'm sorry. Oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> sorry. Is this where we should discuss my theory of why I think people think Steph's blonde and why we maybe don't read him as blonde? Yes, because here's the thing. When we're talking about best hair, we're talking about head hair. We're not talking about facial hair. And that goes back to yeah. Katie's theory on why people think certain people are blonde 
versus not. So it hit me today because we were watching Maxime versus Holger. And I said, quick, Miranda, is Maxime a blonde or a brunette? And I instantly quickly said, no. Yeah. Is he a blonde? No. And then you were like, but Holger is a blonde and I cannot explain why. And mm -hmm. I had this brain wave. I said, I think you read Holger. Because at first I was like, it's because Holger is Scandinavian and he has light eyes because we've had a similar discussion about Casper. And he looks like that baby that's on the side of the wall in Cincy. <sighs> yeah. He's giving Gerber baby. <laughs> <laughs> but the one main difference between... Between, well, there's a lot of differences between him and Maxime. <laughs> but one of the stark differences is the fact that Maxime has a very luscious beard that is brunette. Like he has a brown, he has brown facial hair. And Holger, A, just has none because he's 12. <laughs> but you get the sense that if he did, it would be lighter. And same with Andre, same with Casper, same with all of these other people that I think would be blonde. Not the same as Stefano Sitsipas. Yeah. Who has dark facial hair. You cannot look at a picture of him and say he has blonde facial hair. Oh my god. What a like nightmare. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine. We wouldn't be sitting here if Steph had blonde facial hair. Literally. Yeah. So that's that's the theory on like why some people come across as blonde and some people come mm -hmm. across as brunette and why I'm never going to be able to see Steph as a blonde. Even when he is like shaved face though. Like he just has brunette vibes to me. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to see it, you guys. I'm sorry. Speaking of brunettes, my next three are definitely brunettes. Should I go through them? I can go through them pretty quickly. Go through them as fast as you want. Give us give us the tea. Okay. Number three, Lorenzo Musetti. He's on my list as well. Number two, Matteo Berrettini. Of course, he's also on my list. <laughs> would you say he's, like, the top of your list? Like, what part of your list would you say he is? Here's... Let me just give you my categories. Okay. So I have uniqueness. Nerve and talent. Curls uniqueness, nerve and talent. And let me tell you, some of the guys with these curls are serving. So we have, yeah, we have uniqueness, curls. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to do the other ones is N and T, but I can't think of that. Mm -mm. What are they? I might be able to. Um, I only have one more category and that is just long. Obviously, Mateo and falls into the curly section and then Lorenzo falls into the long section. And who, oh, was, was Mateo number two? Yeah. So sorry, I was, I was thinking about what you said. Anyway, and then my number one, and this, my number one is really going to have people shaking in their boots. Oh my God, get controversial. I'm so ready. <laughs> yeah, controversial yet brave. Mm -hmm. My number one is Riley Opelka, everybody. And I think mm -hmm. honestly, if I think if you don't agree with me, you haven't looked hard enough. Like, it's yeah. good hair. Okay. That's mm -hmm. all I'm going to say. Like he has curls similar, like you Steph girlies that you are like, oh, his curls. Like Riley's got the curls like that, but he clearly uses a deep conditioner. Like they're very mm -hmm. moisturized. They look well taken care of, well looked after. Mm -hmm. And I just got to like give Riley some kudos for his hair. Like great job. Congratulations. He does. He also, you can also tell that Riley gets like a curly cut. Like his haircut mm -hmm. is like cut by someone who knows how to cut curly hair. Riley's has that shape to it that's just stunning. Mm -hmm. They're good curls. Anyway, go on his Instagram and take a look. It's also like people forget with like Maxime, Mateo, Riley, people like that. You would forget what their hair looks like because so often they're playing in a pat. Same with Lorenzo, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. So that's my list and I'm sticking to it. Riley Opelka number one. Like, sorry, guys. I just, I was also, we're supposed to rank like, tennis player's best hair. So that involves Riley playing tennis. <laughs> oh. Follow him for fashion week content, as Taylor Fritz once said about 
Francis Tiafo. Oh my god. Yeah, who else did I not say? I'm okay. gonna guess, what's that guy's name? Lloyd Harris, is he on your list? Yes, he's on long hair list. Because I think it, it is curly-ish. Like, I will, I will give him curly, but like not curly, not charisma curly. Is PCB on your list? <laughs> yes. When it hits, it hits. The other one that I have that is funny to me because you have Raphael on your list. I have instead Foki because I think Foki has similar. Okay. Like his hair isn't quite as long, but it is blonde and it is really silky looking and looks really thick and nice, especially since he grew it out. Yeah. And there's also like a uniqueness to it, but there really is a consistency. Like I, I just don't know what he looks like when his hair isn't back in that bun. Like I feel like I've never seen that. Might have to go to his Instagram to see if I can find a photo. I think there's also a video of him, the like how I like, what's that like tour life or whatever. Mm, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he has his hair down in that or if he's wearing a hat. But yeah, no, literally looking like so far into his Instagram trying to find a photo with his hair down, but also long. I don't know. I just, I like the bun mohawk. I'm I'm sorry. I have Michael Emer on there, but I also have Elias Emer, his Mm -hmm. younger brother. And then should shock no one. And I'm surprised you didn't guess this one that was on my list. Yannick. Oh, okay. Fair. Because curls and also unique fun color. And sometimes length, depending Mm -hmm. on the day. Again, I love a redhead. That's my kryptonite. Cool. Yeah, so those are our top hair lists. I'm so sorry to Daniil Medvedev. It's not your category, <laughs> maybe next year. Um, I'm so sorry to Adrian Manorino. It's not going to happen for you. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Actually, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm sorry to Dan Evans. It's You're never going to be here. Never going to be here. We're going to go into talking about the... This is the in-court section, and yeah. I will say we have a game at the end, so we're going to end on, like, a higher note. You get to laugh at me. Than everything else. We have a game about people's tweets. Because I'm dumb. Yeah, you'll get to laugh at Katie. But we have to go through this, mm-hmm. these things. So um, this was one of the questions that came in from Mary, and Mary asked us to talk about how Kyrgios Zverev and how the AP is not dealing with it, which is grim but important and all of this stuff. So, hi, quick editor's note. We would like to give a trigger warning for the following content, domestic violence, discussions of suicide, physical violence, and other topics that are related to that. If those are things that trigger you, we would recommend that you skip to one hour and seven minutes. We do have a game at the end, which does lighten this up a lot. (laughs) It's quite fun. So go listen to that as a treat. If you you do not want to trigger yourself or listen to our discussions about the recent dealings with Alexander Zverev and Nick Kyrgios. You're correct, Mary. Look, it's, it is grim, but it is important. And I think like they did specifically release this stuff like right after a slam, I think. I mean, the Nick stuff less so, but the Zverev stuff, like you can release that kind of whenever you wanted. And they must have specifically decided like, this is the time to release this because everyone mm. will forget about it by the next time, you know, he's mm-hmm. involved. So the release from the ATP about... Zverev. So we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about Zverev first. My source here for this is CNN. So the ATP release said, following an exhaustive 15 month process, LFG, which is the name of the independent <laughs> consultant firm that they used, and I just think it's funny that the acronym <laughs> specifically is LFG. They submitted the full report to the ATP, and based on a lack of reliable evidence and eyewitness reports, in addition to conflicting statements by Sharapova, which not Maria, Olya, by Zverev and other. Ind- 
interviewees, the investigation was unable to substantiate the allegations of abuse or determine that violations of ATP's on-site offenses or player major offenses rule took place. As a result, no disciplinary action against Vera will be taken by the ATP. This determination may, however, be reevaluated should new evidence come to light or should any legal proceedings reveal violations of ATP rules. Zverev has consistently denied all allegations and supported ATP's investigation. I would like to add, um, Olya has consistently denied Zverev's denials mm -hmm. of everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Another thing that they say is that they mentioned they would be more responsive to safeguarding matters and that they have like important work still ahead. <sighs> but my thing is like, you waited so long to release this. Why not wait until you have like your specific policies that you're going mm -hmm. to enact? Like why release this now? Because they're going to say, oh, this is all done. They're going to, you know, Chris Clary it and say, you know, oh, this is closure. Like, mm -hmm shut up get the fuck out <laughs> with all due respect yeah. shut the fuck like, up i just like it, it's really upsetting that they would like release this with really no changes because clearly these kinds of allegations coming out like they shouldn't be coming out about your players and i think like this is a a true showing that like their policies are not mm -hmm. where they should be and they should mm -hmm. revise them and have more clear policies, have someone in place, someone that people can go to if they like feel unsafe on tour. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly what those solutions are. I think I sure as hell can come up <laughs> with some better ones because they don't mm -hmm. seem to have anything. It's just mm -hmm. crazy to me that they say, sorry guys, like, you know, it's a he said, she said, we're not going to do anything. And it's like, well, if you believe women, it's mm -hmm. not a he said, she said. <sighs> Anything to add, Katie? It's It just continues to be disappointing from the ATP. And as a female watcher of the sport and as someone who consumes a lot of content, it just continues to be incredibly disrespectful, I think, to mm -hmm. all people who care about domestic violence. Reading this was a yeah. slap in the face. Like, are you kidding me? That's the best mm -hmm. you can come up with after 15 months? Get your heads out of your asses and figure it out. Like, even if they can be like, you know, we don't have, you know, it's a he said, she said, whatever. Like, there wasn't these policies in place. Like, y'all have such hard rules for doping. Make those same rules for domestic violence. That's what yeah, you that said was... in your tweet. And I 100% agree. Like y'all can police something like that. You can police this and make sure that the people that surround your players are safe. Mm -hmm. Because the instances that Oya is saying happened, happened in a tournament sanctioned hotel and multiple tournament yep. sanctioned hotels because it happened in multiple places, which is really they're responsible to take care of the people who are in their areas. And I think it's really like, it's so damning on their part that like, there was no one, she was so alone and there was no one that she could have like gone to that would have been able to help her. And like, that's really what is so heartbreaking mm -hmm. to me. And I think specifically, like, obviously they were kind of, I think this was during like quarantine time. So they would have had to be more isolated mm -hmm. in general, I think. But it's really so upsetting to me to like think about the amount of like desperation that you would have to feel. I don't know. It's just like dealing with all of this stuff is mm -hmm. really upsetting. I saw, I was scrolling on my TikTok for you page and obviously this is a very like different scenario, but all of these three things kind of came out really close yeah. in succession there was the the alex i don't know exactly the order i don't remember because you know it was traumatic <laughs> whatever but like the zverev news the curious news and then also the mason greenwood mm -hmm. news who 
is a soccer player who was accused of rape and i believe there were like recording there was apparently. proof that people have seen yeah, yeah which is just... so horrifying but nothing is going to happen and i saw this tiktok of these soccer fans who are like these english guys saying they that if manchester united like had him play on their team they're never going to be able to like root for manchester united again and like they're never going to be able to watch another one of the games and i'm just like i understand that the situations are different friend but ugh, this this is what really pisses me off but like where is that energy from these men who like talk about tennis and are tennis pundits like mm-hmm. why are they able to watch matches that Zverev is playing without a pit in their stomach because I can't Mm -mm, I cannot why are people able to say that Nick Kyrgios is entertaining and so great for the sport because like it it makes me feel sick when I hear people say that Mm -hmm. like I just I have so much side eye when people are like people say things about the two of them and they're like oh I'm so sad that they're injured and I can't wait for them to be at the top of the game again I breathe a sigh of relief Mm -hmm. when they get injured and I say oh my God, thank God, I'm not going to have to see their names in these draws and be reminded that this sport that I really enjoy, that I really like, doesn't give a shit about any women at all. Mm -hmm. And like, don't care about us. Like, it's it really is so deeply upsetting. And I know that Andrea Gorenzi, chairman of the ATP, whenever he talks about the potential of tennis, the thing that he talks about is how it really appeals to both men and women. <laughs> and he's specifically the chairman of the ATP. So he's much more focused on like men's side of things. But I think he should see the value of like women want to watch men's tennis as well. Mm-hmm. Like women don't just want to watch the WTA. Clearly, I mean, like, look at us. But yeah. I have a hard time trying to get my women friends into tennis because I always have to caveat with like, well, you know, one of the golden boys of the ATP is Nick Kyrgios, but like, you know, he has admitted to, he pled guilty, we'll get there in a second, mm-hmm. but like he pled guilty to abusing his girlfriend mm-hmm. and nothing is happening and he's still allowed to play and they still put him in promotional stuff and they still put Sasha Zverev with his fucking logo for the Sasha Zverev Foundation mm-hmm on his shirt in these ATP player videos and that is what oh my god this, don't get me fucking started on the Sasha Zverev foundation like I it makes me so angry like, I, can I explain quickly why it makes me so angry yeah. I know I explained this to you but I, I feel the need to say I, it yeah people need to know this if they're if they you know didn't read up about the, all the things that Sherry Pova said and um all the things yes. that happened specifically read the article of what Sherry Pova said see the screenshots of what she texted people. There are screenshots, there are photos, there are the stories of her like leaving the, having to leave the hotel barefoot without her passport because she thought he was going to kill her. Mm-hmm. These are all things that are in the article, alleged, blah, 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 I'm not trying to get sued, but whatever. The Sasha Zvera Foundation is his like diabetes research foundation, I think. One of the reasons that we even know that he is diabetic is because in those articles, Olya says that the abuse that she was suffering got so bad that she almost died by suicide, which she attempted to inject insulin that she didn't need into herself because she didn't want to live anymore. Like, I, I, I can't get past that. Like, I can't, I can't move past that. And I don't think she's making that up. Mm-mm. Like, you don't make up that story. No. You would have to be, like, Katie, I'm sorry. We're writers. We can never write something like that. <laughs> like, no. People don't make that stuff mm-hmm. up. That's the only reason why we know he has diabetes. It was a secret mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. And people were like, um, 
Alexander Zverev, why do you have needles in your in your hotel room? I was specifically honed in on the needles, but other people were like, oh, the insulin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, the needles because of the insulin. Anyway, and every single time I see the Alexander Zverev Foundation logo on his shirt, I think he's doing it for good PR. Every time I see it, I'm reminded <laughs> of the person that almost died because he was so abusive toward them, mm-hmm. allegedly. Allegedly. I'm I'm pissed. Like, I, I'm pissed. That's, that's something else I want to touch on as well, is that a lot of times with these cases, there is a very big focus on physical harm that has come to mm-hmm. the women who have been abused. And that's important. I'm not going to, I'm never going to say it's not. But there's also an aspect of abuse that is entirely emotional and mental mm-hmm. that wears on a person. Well, hers was also very physical at yes. as well, but you it know. It absolutely was. But there's also a level, like getting to a point where you feel so isolated from everyone, where you feel so worthless. Continents away from your family. Where no one believes you, where you're literally, if you speak up about this, you are going up against the ATP's golden boy. And look what fucking happened. No one did anything about it. Nothing. Nothing. No one, no one gives a shit. Except karma. Yeah. (laughs) Karma is red clay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Karma is humidity. There is a level of mental wear and tear and mental distress that comes from abuse that you get to when you want to kill yourself and i feel my heart literally breaks every single time i think about that and of course now i have to think about yeah. it every time i get junk jump scared by him on atp videos with that stupid logo God, it's such a jump scare and now you know that logo is on his his uniforms he's going to be wearing that in every single match he plays like i'm well i won't be watching those matches so i won't be watching either it's very upsetting anyway we're upsetting. we're pissed off about this mary thank you so much for getting us upset about this yeah thank you but i just <laughs> i think they think that it's the end of this and I just collectively I really need us to make sure that it's not the end of this like I still want to keep asking like you know in a month when they haven't released their updated policy like hey guys where is it like where's the updated policy what's going on Mm -hmm. like how are we protecting because if nothing else we're a pro wag podcast how do we protect (laughs) Mm -hmm. the wags okay yeah Mm-hmm. and protect the players i don't want these players to be abused either like if somebody else yeah. was if someone was abusing the players i don't want i don't want anyone to be abused i want everyone to be in healthy loving relationships and having a great time and winning and being hot and nice that's all i want at this point we can you know they've come back with this thing they said inconclusive stuff like that but it's like okay so you've done this you've done nothing what are you going to do now to prevent this mm-hmm. from happening because the more times that women just get railroaded and all of like the shit with mason greenwood like this is why women don't come forward like are you fucking yeah, kidding me because even when there is proof not absolutely nothing happens which we'll get to nothing in the happens. next thing that yeah. we're talking about here like ugh. which is just <sighs> so anyway i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep talking about this Zverev stuff but i will say alleged mm-hmm. here's the thing about what the hp released they didn't say this isn't true they said we mm-hmm. cannot tell if it is true or not so sasha Zverev, yeah. your name is not cleared here like i'm sorry mm-hmm. it's not sucks to suck like it can be over if he deeply apologizes if he makes amends if he becomes a much better person and we see that etc if he donates a lot of money yes women like that's the main thing like i I, oh you're starting a charity for this disease that you suffer from what about the disease that you make other people suffer from allegedly Mm -hmm. Allegedly. yeah Mm -hmm. i'm sure the charity is good i'm sure they're doing good stuff but it's also kind of a vanity charity that's all i'm gonna say then obviously the other one that we have to talk about here is nick curios who pled guilty to charges of assaulting his former girlfriend and the judge decided to throw out the charge saying that it was low level in seriousness and also indicating that he is not at risk of reoffending. I would like to say, like, 
I just, I find that so insane to, like, say that. Because, like, if you're a judge and he does reoffend, like, how do you... How do you live with yourself? Like, I just find that so great. I don't know, anyway. Especially because, um, not to, I mean, here's the thing. We have to call out gender here as well. Because mm-hmm. it was a woman judge. Mm-hmm. And that is simply unacceptable to me that she can do that to another woman. Any woman. Yeah. Oh, the poten- and, like, even potential future women. So. <sighs> There's so much fucked up with this, but. <laughs> here's exactly what Nick pled guilty to. And we don't have to say alleged here because he did, did admit to doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. Because this was the only thing that Kiara Pizari was able to prove. So mm-hmm. he pushed his former girlfriend to the ground during an argument after they went out for dinner in January of 2021. I was seeing some articles that said December of 2021, but I'm going with the AP and the BBC that say January of 2021. And also the timeline doesn't make sense if it's December. Anyway, mm-hmm. January of 2021, um, she was standing in the door of an Uber preventing Nick from leaving and he shoved her over. She reported shoulder pain and cuts on her legs from falling. And while she was on the ground and Nick just stood over her and said seriously like such an asshole but they got back together following the incident and anyone familiar with patterns of abuse should not be surprised by this Mm -hmm. and she's reported being severely traumatized by the incident and it seems like by the relationship as a whole I've seen a lot of people say like what he did was not that bad and I really think y'all are telling on yourselves when you say that that's first of all (laughs) second of all it's very clear to me that like she is accusing him of this and this is what made it to the court because this was the only thing that she could prove. So she specifically to get the proof of this uh, after the incident, they met up at a cafe where he apologized and admitted fault and she was recording that conversation without his knowledge, which apparently in uh, Canberra you're allowed to do. I would not be allowed to do that in California. Fun fact, because it's a it's a two-party recording consent. I think that's interesting and I think it's like, yes, this was what made it to court because this was the only thing that she can prove i Mm -hmm. would be incredibly surprised if this was like the only thing worthy of an assault charge that happened really severely doubt that this is the only instance Mm -hmm. of abuse because it's again people who are not familiar with abuse patterns will be like this is so minor but like again like you said like this is the only thing that she could prove and Mm -hmm. again even though she has recorded proof still gets off scot fucking free and even though he said yes sure i did this yeah it's my own like editorial speculation alleged whatever here but it does seem like um they didn't even mention the thing that was reported from october 21 where they had like a fight a verbal fight that was so uh, bad that the police were called to their hotel room they had to separate them and make them quarantine like separately there was also Mm -hmm. no mention of the text message screenshots that kiara had where he told her to neck herself which if you're unfamiliar with that slang think about it look it up on urban dictionary like i'm not going to say what it means but these guys are playing real fast and loose with like their partner's deaths like it's just crazy to me it's just like it's very clear to me that there's there's patterns here but you know if you're a woman you know people don't believe you without proof so yeah you have to Mm -hmm. you know reconcile and get go to a cafe and have proof of him like doing these things to you and record that Mm -hmm. and even when there is proof of it like it doesn't matter because they just get away with it and Mm -hmm. they're told like oh it doesn't seem like you'll do this again which i will say His current girlfriend, Costine, wrote a character reference for him saying she had no concerns of such violence in their relationship, which I can't help but hope is the truth. And I 
as someone who believes women. I'll believe Costine mm-hmm. on this. Like, I really mm-hmm. hope that it's the truth. Worried about her, and I very much hope that she is okay. Like, best case scenario here, obviously, is that he's, like, rehabilitated. He's a much better person, etc. Like, that's truly all I can hope for. I'm just really not sure. Like, I haven't seen that kind of proof yet, but I really hope that, mm. I hope Costine is happy. I hope both of them are happy. I hope they're not violent, but like, you know, he's smashed rackets since then. We've seen him scream at her in the box. Like, I'm not convinced. But the other thing I want to say when people are talking about like the pushing down and stuff, he would have been 26, I think, and she would have been like 21 at that time. So that's another thing to keep in mind. And um, mm-hmm. same with Costine, who I think is 22 or 23, and he's... He's 27. Something to keep in mind. I think the only thing I want to bring up with the Kyrgios thing, and this is what really pisses me off. Oh, this is what pisses you off? Not the other stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It all compounds. I could lighten it up a little bit. I gotta just make one joke. I'm sorry. Especially because I'm gonna bring it down a lot more. Um, Oh, no. One of the things that Nick cites as one of the reasons why he does the things he does, not just the things that he's admitted to, um, but also the things that there's video evidence for. Uh, Smashing rackets, yelling at people, generally being a dick, um, is he blames it on his mental health or lack thereof. And then he goes and bullies people immediately after. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My general stance as someone who also has mental health problems, we don't have to get into it, but you know, firsthand source who has dealt with um, some certain some of the things that Nick has dealt with that he has talked about dealing with because he did come out with an article talking about different things that he's gone through. Granted, I'm not saying our experiences are close, but there are similarities that at one point I had empathized with. However, just because you're mentally ill does not give you the right to be abusive, to use it as an excuse and to generally continue on that behavior pattern of behavior. Because yeah. Nick says, oh, well, you know, I'm, I have anger issues. Oh, you know, I was an alcoholic. You know, I was doing all this stuff. I was really in a bad place. And it's like, I believe you. I do. And I hope you get help. I hope you go see a therapist and get help for that. Because I genuinely believe that you people can be helped. Like we've talked about it before on the podcast. People can be helped and people can be reformed. Go to rehab for your personality. And too. if we don't believe that, then like it's over. We're all done. Like we have to believe yeah. that people can change and learn and grow. Yeah. Or else I can't live with myself. But the one way that you will for sure sure not grow is if you continue to use excuses and that is literally all that ever comes out of Nick Curios's mouth is excuses mm-hmm. excuses excuses he opens his mouth and I just hear excuses like that is a man who is entitled who has never had to take responsibility for anything and this is just another piece of evidence and another way that people are continuing to enable him to not mm-hmm. take responsibility for the shit that he's done like it just i'm a big person on accountability <laughs> something you'll learn about me like you can apologize you can do all that stuff but if you do not look inward and actually do some reflection and make yeah. some deep changes and move forward and show progress like you're not i don't believe you like when nick stops smashing rackets when he stops being abusive to ball people when he stops being abusive to his box when he stops yelling at umpires when he stops yelling for the manager he acts like a fucking karen on court yeah but it's so entertaining katie Oh my god, yeah. What would tennis be without Nick Curious complaining all the time? Like, shut the hell up. No one gives a fuck about you, Nick. We'd be plenty entertained. We'd get, like, little moments of Holger Runa and Maxime Cressy being salty to each other, and that right? is better. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're, like, it's, it's, I'm, first of all, I'm bored, and second of all, I'm mad about it. He takes no accountability, and I'm, like, pissed at all these people who 
continue to enable him and I'm not going Mm -hmm. to have it. I will continue to talk about it. Yeah. Well, here, the thing that I kind of mentioned earlier when talking about Margaret Court was how she was blaming her anti-LGBT views on her religion and like Nick Kyrgios blaming his uh, outbursts on his mental health. I bet Sasha Zverev probably blames his on his low blood sugar. Like Holger Mm -hmm. Bruna, get some gummy bears, bitch. Like sort it out. Like... (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> get your go-go squeeze and get the fuck out. Like, I cannot with these men acting like children. It's so upsetting. It's I hate it here. I do too. Cool. That's all we have to say about that. Let's let's play a game, let's Katie. Play a let's game. like lighten up the mood. So imagine if we were ending there. Like we would just go on to have like the shittiest little nights of our lives. But we really would, but we're you're about to laugh your ass off at me. I I have a dream, I have a game. I have a game, and it is a guessing game, and I am going to tell you all. We did a couple the other night and let me tell you i am absolutely <laughs> the other night last night was it last night yeah shit <laughs> we did a couple we did a couple last night um before we recorded this not all of them just a couple to give a little taste and i am absolutely atrocious at guessing games uh, i'm good mm-hmm. at trivia i'm good at card games but guessing games uh not my not not my not my forte i put this game together for katie um not necessarily knowing that it wasn't her forte but you know here we are (laughs) makes it more funny that way the game is i went through and picked random tweets from tennis players and i blinded out the names so i'm gonna read these tweets describe them if they involve a photo and katie and i guess you at home play along (laughs) are gonna have to guess who tweeted these things (laughs) live tweet reaction literally (laughs) thank you emily (laughs) (laughs) i love those that was like the most fun i've ever had literally by the way emily we have your story we're gonna save it for next week Mm because we actually ended up with plenty to talk about this time (laughs) i don't know how i'm gonna cut this down but uh no it'll be fine i think you'll find things but if this episode is really long like fuck it whatever yeah it's fine we haven't come out with an episode in a while this tweet is a response So the initial tweet was from BMW from July 26th, 2021. And it said, where would you be driving right now? And this person responded January 28th of 2021. And they said, he said, these are all men, somewhere less hot than Tokyo. And then it's like the nerdy emoji with the glasses. And then he said, with air conditioner on, thumbs up. (laughs) So somewhere less hot than Tokyo with air conditioner on, thumbs up. To the question of where would you be driving right now? Katie. Who said this? I think you can get it. <laughs> this is specifically very funny to me for, for two reasons. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with this is from Daniil Medvedev. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And I would like to explain why this is so fucking funny. Number one, the way he acted in Tokyo is about the heat is just so funny to me retroactively it's very mm-hmm. funny i know it was probably not fun for him but it's funny now he said if this kills me <laughs> if this kills me that's on you the ph of the soil is too high <laughs> i fear i may die but the air conditioning mm-hmm. <laughs> kills mm-hmm. me because he lost to nick curios in uh the us open of 2022 he cited one of the reasons um that he didn't play his best he said he wasn't feeling well and the reason he said that he wasn't feeling well was because the air conditioning in america was too extreme mm-hmm. the ph of the soil is too high too high i would just like to tell everyone who's not american or someone who's never been in a hotel which i know daniel's been in a lot of hotels so i don't know why he didn't know this <laughs> um you can in fact turn the air conditioning off that yeah. is in fact something you can do <laughs> This is killing me. <laughs> Daniil Medvedev, big air conditioner fan. Big what is the truth? Fan. Insert the serial music here. Um, okay. Next tweet. No. no. This is from February 4th, 2018. 
it says, all caps, free Meek Mill birds, baby. <laughs> what? Who tweeted this? What the actual fuck is this? <laughs> Who tweeted this? Free Meek Mill birds, baby. I don't even know what Meek Mill birds. Be- well, I don't even know what that means. Those words don't uh, yeah. mean nothing. Mean nothing. Who's tweeting me. this? Is it Tommy Paul? That's my guess. Dang, dang, dang. Oh my god! I said I was really bad at this. And it turns out I've got two. Immediately is so good at this. What the um, fuck? Yeah. Tommy Paul, uh, free Meek Mill birds, baby. Sir, what are you talking about? Tommy Paul, um, you're welcome for not including the tweet when you hit on uh, Alex <laughs> Demonard's girlfriend. Anyway, not. Uh- <laughs> this is a photo. <laughs> The caption of which is young, dumb, and broke. And then it's like a photo of a child version of this person playing tennis. Who is this? Who's who's captioning a photo? This is from July uh, 20th, 2020 from Germany. I don't know if that tells you anything. And the caption is young, dumb, and broke. I feel like this is Andre. You think it's Andre? I think it's Andre. I feel like I've seen this tweet. It is a blonde baby. It is Stefano Sitsipas. Oh, no. I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. Yeah. So many of these are like specifically chosen for you. Yeah. Because you're a Khalid fan, right? I am. And I was about to be like, I hate that me and Steph have the same taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Here's the thing. No, that's true. I don't listen to Coldplay. <laughs> oh, I do. Anyway. <laughs> Next. Okay, so this one was fun. So it's a video. This is a response to a video where someone, I think they like were having trouble getting a serve in. And this person responded and said to these two people, genuinely don't think I remember that happening. Cry, laugh, cry, laugh, cry, laugh. And then this person (laughs) that was one of the people in the video said, Daniil Medvedev and Karen Hatchinov can confirm this, I'm sure. (laughs) So who was shouting out Daniil Medvedev and Karen Hatchinov in 2017, in August 24th? 2017. That has to be Andre. It has to be Andre. Who do you think is the other person? Because they're replying to at blank and at blank. I have no idea. It's almost like maybe it's not Andre. Yeah, that's somebody else. (laughs) Because Andre wouldn't be another person. (laughs) Yeah, but Dania and Karen only have Andre as their friend. So I'm kidding. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who else else would be friends with them in 2017? I know. Well, yeah. I picked the tweet. You put, you put the deck together, bitch. <laughs> like, Andre and say any other random tennis player as your guess, please. Ilya Ivashka. <laughs> okay, great. Not correct. The answer but... is. <laughs> I'm going to die. Taylor Fritz and Riley Opelka. What? Taylor Fritz in 2017. Daniil Medvedev and Karen Hatchinov can confirm this, I'm sure. I also genuinely don't. I cannot believe that. What was it referencing? I can't tell the full reference because it was uh, it was in response to a video that Riley posted, <sighs> and I can't see Fucker. that video obviously because Riley deleted his Twitter. That was honestly the impetus for me making this game because I was like, I need to memorialize like some of these Twitter <laughs> Taylor and Riley hanging out with Daniel and Karen. <laughs> what kind of weird world is that? Okay. It's the professional tennis tour, Katie. In 2017? Damn, all right. Next. Okay, this is hard to read, but... Okay. This account called Howdy Tennis said in 2019, how many of you... And then it's it's a photo of Roger Federer, like, celebrating. So the question is essentially, like, what year is this from? Who was he playing? What tournament was it? And what was the scoreline? And this person responded, and they said exactly... 2009 U.S. Open against Djokovic hit the tweener at 767565 and love 30 in Novak serve to set up three match points. So he just knew the exact context of this from one photo. Wow. And I just thought you'd be impressed by this. I am impressed by this. Who tweeted it? Who's impressed you? 
Who has a good tennis IQ? Who would remember this? So I know from what you said about who you picked for the tweets that mm-hmm. you were picking them specifically for me. So I don't know if you would have picked these two I people to find s- random tweets for. Not all of them. Like okay. I didn't, I didn't do all of them specifically for you, but there are certain ones where I saw this and I like specifically screenshotted it because I was like, oh, Katie will think this is funny. <laughs> Shout out Sydney Crosby. <laughs> I'm just going to move swiftly on from that. So I have two guesses for this, um, and they're probably not – neither of them are probably right. But um, my okay. first thought immediately was Dominic Team, because he apparently has a crazy tennis memory. He rattled off every Australian Open winner oh, for true. the last 22 years in 50 seconds. Okay, true. Yes. Crazy impressive. The other person that we know has an iconic memory, and maybe this is just me because I watch way too many of those ATP YouTube videos, um, mm-hmm. is Marin Cilic. Mm, okay. But my third guess, and I guess my final guess, because I don't think it's either of those. <laughs> just based on my reaction? Yeah, based on your reaction and also the fact that I really didn't think you were looking through Dami or <laughs> Marin's tweets. I might surprise you. I did do Dami. Oh, okay. But I, I went far and wide for these tweets. Okay. How dare you? So what's your final guess? My final guess is going to be Casper, because I feel like he does have a good tennis memory. Slay. <laughs> Nailed there we go. It, it was Casper. It was Casper. That is really impressive, actually. Yeah. He just, he knew. He he's, he slays. Anyway. This is a person who definitely watched that US Open. I don't remember that. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> we being Casper are the same age. He's literally like two weeks younger than me. Um, we were both 10. <laughs> so. Next one is, and I don't remember how many of them, how many more there are. Anyway, this okay. one's funny. This is from December 7th, 2012. <laughs> and it is. Never get too attached to someone because it never works out. And they use the wrong two. So never get too attached, T-O attached to someone because it never works oh. out. Oh, God. Who's who's tweeting emo tweets in, in 2012? Well, who's tweeting emo tweets still in 2023? <laughs> my, my guess is instinctively going to be Andre. And that's who I'm going to final guess. I'm not even going to think about it. When did Andre start dating his girlfriend? Is the question I'm going to ask you. I have, I don't, I do not know. They've been dating for a very long time. Very long time. Slash married, who knows? We certainly don't. Andre, call in. Um, <laughs> would die. Andre, email us, compliments at gmail.com, let us know. Please. Only other one I would think would be, <laughs> that cringy would be Steph. Steph would end the tweet at never get too attached to someone, period. <laughs> okay, who's your final answer? Do I go out on a limb and just say someone random in my head? I don't know. Let's go with Taylor Fritz. Fuck it. I know he was, I know he divorced. Not in 2012, but. Francis Tiafo. Oh, Francis. Yeah. Who broke Francis's heart? I just want to oh talk. My... Yeah. Drop a pin. I just want to talk. Oh, my baby. <laughs> I know this was over 10 years ago, but. I think he's okay now. <laughs> I, yeah. I think he's perfectly happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. With his so. beautiful girlfriend. Oh, oh my god. Stunning. It's crazy. Absolutely insane. She's gorgeous. Next one. Okay. This is from September 2nd, 2022. This person <laughs> said, I will slay. I promise you. And it's I will slay exclamation point. I promise you sweaty face emoji. September 2nd, 2022 from Manhattan, New York. Is this the whole Garuna tweet? <laughs> it is. It is, in fact, the whole Garuna tweet. I remember this. <laughs> I do too. I knew you would remember it, but it's so funny that I just wanted to throw it in there anyway. 
it's so iconic and like it just it's so funny to me he's a child he's a baby (laughs) who tweeted this on october 31st so on halloween 2015 this person just tweeted all caps abs exclamation point 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 at 10 48 on halloween 2015 abs seven exclamation points That's it. I don't actually remember who this oh is. I can't. I can't oh remember. My God. I honestly retweet. Oh, actually, no. I just remembered who it is. You just remembered who it is. Oh my God. Yeah. Honestly, retweet though. Me at Danya every single time he lifts his shirt. Yeah, I'll find a link for you for this one so that you can use it as like a copy paste. Yeah. <laughs> just boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me all the time. I will probably retweet all of these tweets on the back ends and compliments Twitter. By the way, if you're trying to find the originals, as you should. Gosh, who is tweeting abs on? It's the day, too. It's the Halloween mm-hmm. of it all. <laughs> Abs. This feels like a Tommy Paul tweet. And if it isn't, I wish it was. It's all caps. You're going to die. Yeah, and all the exclamation points. <laughs> it's oh, a Cam no. Nori tweet. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so oh funny to me. I, I am sitting here in stunned mm-hmm. silence. That was another one where I was like, Katie, specifically, this is a tweet for Katie. <laughs> is the context for him to I don't this? no one will ever know Cam, is it a, is it an acronym is abs like an acronym for something or is he just like abs like abs i don't know cuz like me too cam me too me at cam lungs oh my god wait that has to be a backhands and compliments Dead. tweet <laughs> lungs it's funny, right? It's very funny from, you know, seven years so ago on funny. Halloween of all days. <laughs> okay, speaking of things that people tweeted on days, okay, this was an April 1st, 2019 tweet from the US Open official account, and they said, breaking the US Open to add puppies to the ball person team at the 2019 tournament for the first time. All breeds welcome. And this person responded, <laughs> their dog's name is coming with me in August. Save one place on the ball person team at US Open. And then emojis. And I'm unclear on if this person knew it was an April Fool's, Fool's joke or not. <laughs> I don't think he did. So who is this, Kitty? And then I have a photo of their dog. Oh, gosh. That's even more. It's mm-hmm. even better. My only reaction is going to be Casper because I know he has a dog. And he's very passionate about dogs. Fair. Okay. Casper is your final guess, even though we've already had a Casper? I know. But I. who else has a dog? I'm probably missing an iconic dog. Nala is coming with me in August. Save one place on the ball person team at US Open. It was from <gasps> Borna Chorich. And then it's a gorge photo with him and his dog, Nala, who is a oh cutie. God. And I would just like to say, once again, Borna Chorich, more than welcome to ruin my life. Thank you so much. I think Borna Chorich has already ruined my life. That's so cute. I know. It's so cute. Anyway, it's Stop, upsettingly it's cute. Like, oh, Stop. That's so cute. I'm I sick. I gotta go. Oh my god. I, I'm having an aneurysm. She's so cute. Look at her big ears. Her big floppy you ears. Know. She kind of reminds me of my dog a little bit. Like there's a little bit of vibes in my dog, but it's fine. Yeah. Which you can actually, I'm gonna fully plug your twitter here because you have mm-hmm. an entire thread of one of your dogs looking specifically like steph <laughs> pictures that look yeah i have a, a thread of photos of my dog that where she looks suspiciously like steph it's tr- truly immaculate and i will also i'll be re- retweeting that one onto our onto the twitter mm-hmm. so you can go look at miranda's dog because she's honestly iconic it's a whole thread 
It's so, so good. Literal serotonin. We end it with Nala. And then I have a few other ones that I saved. Okay. Okay. That's our game. That's backhands and compliments. Um, I'm so glad that we ended it on a much better note mm-hmm. than last time. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Emily, we'll get to your story next time. I'm yep. so sorry. We just had too much stuff to talk about in the end. So much stuff. And Katie, we'll get to your story next yes. time. If you're confused on what I'm talking about, I'm specifically soliciting everyone. I'm specifically soliciting stories about these tennis players. They can be cute things. They can be strange things. They can be... You know, did they bump into your mother at Cincinnati? That's my... In 2012. Um, you know, if you want to know, tune in next time to find out which tennis player bumped into Katie's mom and didn't apologize in Cincinnati. In 2012, I'll add. In 2012. In 2012, but he's still on the tour. She still holds a grudge. and she, she should. She doesn't hold grudges. So this is... Yeah. Says a lot. Anyway. Which is unfortunate because he's one of my recent faves. I've really been enjoying him lately. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, you'll find out next week. It's not born to George. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, but I'm specifically soliciting. I want to be the demois of like tennis thing. So if you have a weird like tennis player interaction of any kind, please let us know. Our Instagram DMs are open. Our Twitter DMs are open. And also we have an email address that's uh, backhandsandcompliments at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter is at backhandspod and Instagram is at backhandsandcompliments. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be anonymous, email is probably the best way. Yeah. But you know. We, we won't out you. If you tell us not to out you, we won't out you. Yeah. We won't say who you are. But give us all of your tennis player tea because I want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give us your blind items. We want them. I'll say all of it allegedly. I will do it as blind items mm-hmm. if you want. Which golden boy of 2012 bumped into Katie's mom in Cincinnati and didn't apologize? Find out. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, please rate five stars on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to this. Tell a friend because that's very helpful. Ma- uh, make a thread if you live tweeting this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the end, but it's fine. And we'll hopefully be back with more more content on a regular basis because I'm not sick anymore. This episode took so long because Katie was sick. I'm sorry. I sounded like absolute garbage. It was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> with all due respect, it was terrible. Anyway, <laughs> that's all. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, quick editor's note. We would like to give a trigger warning for the following content, domestic violence, discussions of suicide, physical violence, and other topics that are related to that. If those are things that trigger you, we would recommend that you skip to. We do have a game at the end, which does lighten this up a lot. (laughs) It's quite fun. So go listen to that as a treat. If you do not want to trigger yourself or listen to our discussions about the recent dealings with Alexander Zverev and Nick Kyrgios.